welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear my voice, you're exactly where you need to be. I am your host, Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Uh, unfortunately, Karen will not be will not be able to join us tonight. She is at the um, it's at the very last music concert of her baby boy in his high school career because he will be shuffling off to college. Um, at the end of the summer. So, you know, Tanner, he's a good kid, and we wish him the best of luck. And uh, Karen, good job raising a great kid. Um, So tonight, we do have uh, psychic medium and author of The Medium's Guide to the Paranormal, June Lundgren. Now, June has a really interesting story to tell, and uh, we're going to be talking to her about that, uh, with her about that tonight. Um, I think she's got a really good message, and I think it's a really good book. I did read a little bit of it over the last uh, week or two. So can't wait to talk to June about that. Um, well, a couple of weeks ago, my boy uh, Chuck G uh, from In the Dark Radio, uh, show right after us, he's a good friend, we got rained out of going of filming our very first episode of Eerie Events. Hopefully, a week from tomorrow, we will finally be able to do this. But that's what happens when you live in northern Illinois. As anybody who's lived around here knows, the weather changes at the drop of a dime. So you never really can tell what's going to happen. So I'm not going to tell you where it is that we're going, but um, it's one of the more haunted places on the northwest side of Chicago. So... You know, look for that, and you know we'll be doing that next week, and hopefully it'll be out within the next month or two. Um, you know, of course, everybody will let you know through Paranormal Underground Radio. Um, so, Cheryl, would you mind if I bring you on for a few? I mind. You better not do it. Just kidding. You're already on. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. How you doing? So, <laughs> what do we got going on with the uh, with the magazine? The magazine, well, right now we have our May issue online, as well as all of our archives, which go back Mm -hmm. to mid-2008. And uh, we're looking forward to a June issue that's going to be just as killer as our last one. They're all killer. Yeah, they're all killer, aren't they? Oh, wait, that sounds like I'm bragging, but (laughs) you guys are the writers. You guys write it. You guys are, yeah, you make it killer. So Um, it's, it's it's really a good issue. The June issue I'm looking forward to. We may start another new column, which I really can't talk about yet because we're still finalizing it, and I'm hoping it'll come through, so we'll see. Other than that, uh, the magazine can also be found on Apple Newsstand as an app, and then you can subscribe via the app, so you can read it on the go. Same with Google Play App Store. You can find it there. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, think, I think it's really great that we're, you know, we're finally able to offer it like that. It... Uh, you know, really gets the name, gets your name out there, the magazine's name out there, as well as everybody else's name out there. So, you know, everybody knows who we are and what we're all about. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a place where I get feedback, and I like this feedback that that people like to go to every month, read the magazine, and really share in what's you know the message and 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 experiences and things that some people can relate to, some people can't, but they still want to know more about it. And it's 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 kind of like a, a place where we even welcome reader experiences, 
and right. almost every issue includes a reader experience and I like I really like those because I think a lot of people out there have experiences that they don't really want to talk about for different mm -hmm. reasons but if they if they see other people talking about it it can it can help them it can help them maybe understand their experience more right yeah I mean the you know paranormal experiences are no respecter of age um, mm -hmm. sex race sexual preference nothing like that um, right. everybody has had some kind of experience in their life where they're left scratching their head saying what the Please. So yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna make that. I'm not gonna make yeah same mistake. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I hear from a lot of people who have had tons of experiences that they can't explain, and right. other people that have just had one and they just can't figure out what happened and why it happened, and they just want to learn more about it. And it's just there's a wide range of of different levels of paranormal experiences. Right. Yeah, it's. I think it's important to get those kind of things out there. I mean, and and it gives people, um, you know, they can come to us. And most, I would have to say, pretty much all of the writers for Paranormal Underground are seasoned vets. Yeah. In this field of, you know, or you know, one aspect of the field or another. So you know, maybe we can answer the questions that they that they have. Definitely, and also if our listeners want to write into the magazine and ask questions or propose that we tackle a, a subject that they're interested in they can email me at editor at paranormalunderground.net or go to mm -hmm. facebook and search for paranormal underground and you can reach our page and actually email me through that page as well or message me through that page right. so ladies and gentlemen paranormal underground is taking it back to the street and to the people <laughs> heck yeah <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's pretty much it for any kind of announcements. Uh, we kind of covered that stuff here at the start rather than the end. So, um, let's say we take, if it's okay with you, Cheryl, we'll take an early break. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, okay. let me just let me just promo Chuck's show because um, oh, yes. I, wanted to, I, I wanted to get to that real quick. Um, he is welcoming two guests on tonight, and the first guest will be Ben Hansen, and you might have seen him on uh, fact or faked paranormal files and I don't think the show is on right now it might be in repeats but I don't think it's on live I, I right. believe is that correct yeah it is correct and it's too bad because it's one of the very few shows that I would mm -hmm. actually get excited about watching yeah I, I really like the show because they did did things a little differently they tried different experiments right. and and I thought it was really interesting yeah. Oh, I did too. It was a great show. I hope to see that it comes back one day. Yeah. And also the second guest is Alejandro Dominguez. He has a web series on YouTube called Dead Explorer, and he will be joining Chuck for his uh, second segment of his show tonight, straight after Paranormal Underground Radio. Right. So yeah, Chuck has two two great guests on tonight. Um, so, you know, please stick around after Paranormal Underground Radio and listen to Chuck because his, his show is great. It is, yeah, and I and I can say so because I produce it. <laughs> Boy, I'm so kind of bragging a lot tonight, don't well, aren't I? That's ha, what's that? I'm kind of bragging a lot tonight, aren't I? Well, you, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, Chuck and I are involved in a very deep bromance, so uh, you know, his show is great. Bromance, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Hey. So so take a break. 
Yep, let's do that. Okay. Well, what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to June Lundgren, psychic medium and author of The Medium's Guide to the Paranormal. So stick around. It's going to be live. From UFOs, hauntings, psychic phenomena, demonology, urban legends, and so much more, where all these things come together. Paranormal Underground Magazine. Explore the unexplained. Hey everyone, Chucky G here. Come join me on my show, In the Dark Radio, where we talk with guests on everything from ghosts to cryptids. Starting from 10.30pm to 12am Eastern, come into the zone and have some fun, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. This summer is about to get a whole lot creepier, with tales and hauntings, aliens, cryptids, and so much more. Hosted by Rick Hale, co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, and joining him, video and tech supervisor and founder in the dark investigations, Chuck Gatsby. Eerie events, chasing the unknown. In 2012, my colleague Jim Chester and I began production on Ghost Tapes, a documentary on the paranormal. And in the process, it completely changed my view and belief in the paranormal. In 2013, we finished the film and won Best Documentary at the Salty Horror International Film Festival. In 2014, due to popular demand and interest, we are bringing you Ghost Tapes 2. This time around, we have even been given consent to investigate one of the most haunted buildings in the world, the Stanley Hotel. Ghost Tapes 2 is slated to release this 4th of July. For production updates and news, please visit theghosttapes.com, facebook.com slash theghosttapes, or find Ghost Tapes on YouTube, subscribe, and become a part of a rapidly expanding paranormal series. Turn off the lights, turn up the volume, and discover the truth.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. I am your host, Rick Hale. Karen will not be joining, uh, Karen will not be joining us tonight. Um, however, our guest tonight is um, author, uh, as well as a psychic medium, and she's also the author of The Medium's Guide to the Paranormal, June Lundgren. Welcome to the Underground. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, you're, you're quite welcome. So you have a very interesting story to tell, and I'm sure that we're going to be able to cover all that tonight. But let's get started with June. June, when did you first realize that you had um, these abilities? Uh, I was raised by my maternal grandmother and grandfather, and it's I've known from the time I was little, uh, about five years old, I guess I, you could say I had my first encounter. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandmother and... Um, all the females in our family go back to the 1600s, and they've all been psychic mediums of one, t- at one of one type or another. Some are healers as well. Now, let me ask you something, June. With that kind of lineage, and it's 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 an interest of mine. But do you think that there is a possibility that there is a, um, a genetic component that's involved here? Something in the gene, something deep down in our DNA that would cause that kind of uh, gift, well, to be in existence and then to be passed down through the generations. Yeah, Yeah, I really believe that because it's in our families, it's always been the females, except um, my son is the last of our line. Okay. And And he actually has the ability to communicate with animals and see angels like you see people. Okay. And he's empathic. Okay. Now, when you talk about communicating with animals, uh, you know, a lot of people would think that, well, animals really don't have much to say. Is that is that true? Not really. I was doing it when I was five years old. My grandmother used to tell me that I would communicate with the animals. I would talk to them like you would talk to a person. Mm-hmm. And she finally, you know, when I was old enough, I was able to describe that I got um, actual full-blown conversations where my son gets images. Okay. Now, uh, with 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 your son, I mean, does he get name? You said he gets images. Does he get names as well? I mean, he could say, "Hey, Joe Underhill is talking to me right now." Yes, he gets um, he gets images. He gets names. He was from the time he was young. He was in communication with Keiko. Uh, even before he came to the United States, all he, all it took for him was to see a picture. Okay. So kind of like uh, uh, picture scrying then. Yeah, yeah, he could see a picture, and when they cross, he's still in constant communication with him. Okay, fantastic. Now, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to your own gift, your grandmother was very encouraging. Yes, she was very open um, she told me that, you know, when she was young, you know, it just wasn't a done thing. And she, her mother came to her when her abilities came out and told her, you know, you have to keep quiet. If you don't, they'll put you in a mental institution and lock you away. Right. And uh, so she learned at a young age to be very protective 
of her gifts and not to she didn't even tell her own husband until they'd been married for about five or six years mm -hmm. yeah my wife had a uh, she had a slight problem when I told her it's like you know honey I I, I, I can see and hear things and she doesn't really <laughs> she didn't care for it at first but now it's like she's come to be very open and accepting to, uh, to it um, now but you're encouraged by your grandmother and you lived with your grandmother till you were about six correct yes uh, but now it, it looks like things took up, you know, fate had its hand in it and took it and turned it a little bit. But you weren't so you weren't so encouraged by your mother for this, correct? No, my mother, was, even though she had her gifts, um, they weren't as strong as my grandmother's or mine. And um, she married my stepfather and he... She didn't want me to use any of my gifts because she didn't want me to be think of thought of as strange. And sure. so I I was, you know, if I she caught me using them I would be beat physically. Oh, that's I'm I'm sorry to hear that, June. I think that's absolutely terrible. It is, but then my mother's bipolar, so Okay. You know. <laughs> no. You know, children with psychic gifts, of course, you know, Chip Coffey, he had his, his uh, show on about psychic kids. Do you think it's it, – it just seems that it's growing more common these days that kids are coming out and saying, hey, I'm able to see and communicate with, you know, dead people. Do you think this is, this is a more common thing or are we just more aware of it now? I think we're becoming more aware of it and it's becoming gradually more accepted. Granted, it's not – your mainstream thing and um, I'm actually also writing a book um, that I hope will help young people uh, you know realize their gifts and realize that they're not alone and they're not any different than anyone else they just have this little extra gift because it's based on my son he had a hard time accepting his gifts right yeah, you know, I would imagine that, you know, being able to accept something like that in our, you know, current society where bullying is such a major problem, it it's it would be a little difficult to say to your best friend, oh, hey, by the way, I see dead people. I, now, when you were when you were growing up, I mean, did you, you know, ever go to any of your friends or did, you know, any kind of readings or whatever for your friends when you were a child? Oh, no. It was, I never had any friends. None was allowed to come to my house. I was pretty much a loner and an introvert. When I graduated from eighth grade, I was voted the quietest and shyest. Okay. And that also seems to be something that is fairly common and typical with children who, who exhibit some kind of um, uh, spiritual ability. Yeah, they have a habit of, you know, staying close with them within themselves and not you know saying hey i've got this gift or hey you know your grandmother says this that or the other thing it's you know you have a tendency to guard it right right so let's you know i'd like to go back to animals because i'm i'm a huge animal lover i'm a dog lover specifically in fact i hear my dog running around upstairs right now which is probably playing <laughs> with one of our resident spirits um uh -huh. Yeah, we have two in our house. We have Paul here in the basement who likes to mess with me when I'm doing the show. And then upstairs we have the we have man on man on stairs or as I'm we're calling him now the gentleman because we had a friend's child see him last week. So we're calling him the gentleman now. But um you know, when it comes to dogs or to animals, how do you communicate with them? I mean, obviously they're not they don't speak English. 
How does that come across to you? <laughs> yeah, um, I ha- at one time when my husband and I got married, we had eight dogs. We have a farm, so oh, nice. plenty, of ro- plenty of room to run. Sure. But right now I have two. But I hear them. I guess mine's a little different because I hear them in a full-fledged conversation. It's not like I see images. I'm a little bit different than some people. When I connect with the other side or with, or do animal communication, it's not images or snippets. It's full-fledged conversations because I connect with actually with the soul. Mm-hmm. I don't really connect with the um, the physical consciousness. Okay. And the the soul will tell me this is what he wants or this is what's wrong with him. So okay. that's how that's how I connect. My son will see images of where they're hurting, and he's empathic, so he'll feel the pain or the upset stomach or whatever the symptoms are. Right. No, excuse me. Um, no offense, but it's like whenever I think of like animals communicating, for some odd reason, the um, that that big picture of the dog sitting around the table playing poker and the one dog. <laughs> It always comes into my brain, and it, I, I remember my, my grandfather had that um, in his own special little, you know, we call them man caves right now, but he used to call it the, the guy room. He used to have that up there, and yeah. whenever we talk about that, that's exact. That's, that's what I think about. So, so you, you're you're talking with animals, and let's give us give us your most interesting, you know, animal communication story, the one that you think really, you know, solidifies the possibility that, not that the possibility, but that this does actually exist. Okay, so the closest one, I guess the most memorable one is when one of my dogs, Lady, she was a shepherd, mm-hmm. and uh, she came to me one day and and sat down in front of me and looked at me, and I said, what's wrong, you know, telepathically and she said you know it's my kidneys I'm dying oh no and I'm like you know you know she's like 12 years old and I'm like okay I said why she said because this is my time and I'm like okay and then she didn't tell me the exact day but two days later we were outside in the backyard together and she looked at me and she says I'm going to say goodbye. And I said, okay. And then I could actually see her soul leave her body as she took her last breath. I, I, you know what? I got to, I got to tell you, that makes me want to (laughs) cry being an animal lover. Um, It's just with animals, they're, they're so much more special because they don't, they, they don't intentionally cause harm. They go by of instinct and fear and um you know and they're just they're very innocent yeah very they're you know it's they're closer to god than we are they're they don't have all this baggage they don't have you know all the fears and anxieties that we have and and their their souls are much purer and it's so much easier really to communicate with them than it is people right right now and uh, you know i wanted to um you know, let's let's switch gears here, and we're going to go back to something that you touched on. Actually, I believe we were talking about it. Yeah, we touched on it earlier, and it was about crossing over. This this seems to be a very um, controversial subject uh, for many people. Um, you know, 
a lot of people in the in the paranormal community right now they're pretty new to it they don't really quite understand it and they some people actually don't think that it's right but can you explain to our listeners what crossing a spirit over means okay to cross a spirit over is you have I'll give you an example I had an earthbound spirit um, come to me unfortunately I don't go to graveyards because just for that fact because I draw spirits that come to me that are earthbound they're stuck you know between our world and the next and either they don't want to cross because you know they felt that they would be judged and that they they couldn't do it they can't go because they're bad Mm -hmm. but crossing a ghost over is to you know talk to them walk them through you know find out why they don't want to cross why they're still stuck here and help them to actually make the transition into the light Mm -hmm. they they kind of you know stick around here like they're afraid to leave and then when you when you talk to them find out their problem tell them you know it's okay you know you're not going to be judged it's you know your family's waiting for you and then you know they'll decide then they'll say okay i'm ready to go and then what i'll tell them is for them to close their eyes and look for the light a bright light and then when they they can see it in behind their eyes open their eyes and walk into this bright light and Mm -hmm. it will get bigger as they gradually get closer to it and they'll see their family and then they're gone right interesting it just means that they're not earthbound anymore. They're not going to haunt a house or or be stuck in the death state or, you know, just bound here. That that can't and especially children, that cannot be good. No, and, you know, and it's it's funny that you say children because as an investigator, um, having over two decades of experience in this field, it's like I don't like doing um, investigations where there's children involved. Um, I think that those are the ones that need to be helped right away. Yes, they're a priority. Yeah. But um, I'm really wondering what my dog is doing upstairs right now. Sorry about that. Um, That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's a puppy, so she's a little crazy. But um, yeah, so, um, you know, with that, it it would seem that a large, like an overwhelming majority of the issues that people have with cro- with crossing over from the earth plane to the um, to the spiritual plane seems to be very religious in nature. It is because you know over the years I found that because they're so close to the earth plane that the physical consciousness kind of takes over, and if they were raised, you know, I'm not picking on any religion. If they're raised a Catholic and they commit a sin they feel that they cannot you know or they killed themselves they feel that they cannot go to heaven they cannot be with god because they've committed this sin sure you know and that that's a you're right it is a really big hang up for them yeah yeah that's uh that, that was actually a really important question that i had let's let's focus on your books right now um your first book, Medium's Guide to the Paranormal. Um, what was the process of this? Why did you write them? What did you have in mind? Well, for years, I kept notes with my conversations with those guys on the other side, and I, you know, thought, 
well, you know, so many people ask me all this stuff, and I want people to be aware, to understand things, and, you know, things about the paranormal, you know, whether it be ley lines, hauntings, demons, ghosts, orbs, whatever. Sure. And I want them to, uh, I, so I wrote the book in a simple, easy to understand so that anybody who know, knows nothing, or even people that have a lot of experience with it, will get something out of the book. It was like, almost like an, it, I just had to do it. You know, I just had to put it out there. And I, I believe in, also, at the end of the book, I have a couple of guided meditations that can help people learn to connect with their own guides and guardians and won't have to come to people like me for a reading. I'm right. all about educating them and helping them help themselves. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, one of the, one of the questions that I had, too, about after crossing a person over was, um, sorry, I wanted to go back to this because it just popped back into my head. When a person crosses over, can they come back and be a spirit guide? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep, they can come back in visitation until they're until they're assigned. Uh, they're, how do you, they're assigned a person to watch over. Okay. You know, they they cross up from what I understand from what my guides tell me and my grandma and grandpa that they cross over. They go through a process of reviewing their life from that lifetime from their point of view and everyone else connected with them's point of view their daughter son mother husband whatever and then once they get through with that then they're assigned a task whether it's watching somebody you know waiting for somebody to be born and then watching over them or maybe you know watching a, you know replacing a guide that wants to be reborn okay um, I think that sounds great. But what about the aspect of heaven and hell? What about that? Well, you know, heaven, you know, people have asked me about, you know, what about heaven and hell and does it really exist? Mm -hmm. And it does in one way. You know, we, it's hard for our, you know, our physical world minds to, to actually grasp the concept but I know that uh, form of heaven, I was in a motorcycle accident in 1988, and I died for, for two minutes. And during that time, I saw, actually saw the light, and I crossed into it, uh, spoke with my grandparents, and a being called Michael, who actually was act, ended up going to be born to me as my son. Okay. And he showed me, he he took my hand and brought me over to like a big bay window. And he told me to look down. And I saw everyone in the world. And everyone in the world had that had a little, you know, cobweb string attached to them from the crown of their head up to where we were. And I asked him what that was. And he said, it is the God connection. He says, okay. everyone has it. It's the soul connection. Everybody has it, but some people do not choose to utilize it, you know, to open themselves to it. Right. But And I asked him, I said, does hell really exist? And they equate it to a darkness, a thick darkness from which no one returns. 
So, you know, with it, it's it's so interesting, you know, that you actually had, you know, that not only did you have the heaven part of it, but also the hell part of it. Because most people that you talk to when they have a near-death experience, it's always like, I saw a light, everything was, you know, flowery, everything was beautiful. And it's very few and far between that you meet somebody that's like, wow, I actually, you know, I had the, uh, you know, the tips of flames pierce my butt <laughs> as I was showing hell. Um yeah, they. I asked, and when I was up there, I asked them, you know, is there such a thing as hell? And Michael said, "Look down." And there was like this overwhelming, thick, almost like a soupy, blacker than blackness. I didn't see anything that was in there because it was so thick and so black that I I couldn't penetrate it. I couldn't see. Right. And I'm now, glad I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's definitely something that I wouldn't want to look into. Now, <laughs> with your communications with the uh, with the other side, you have had the opportunity to talk with well, God, correct? God, Jesus. Right, and I I was astonished because speaking to you know my sister, who's one of my guides, and my grandparents, and the other angelic beings. Because Michael is a con- kind of a constant the archangel, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, I was one day saying, you know, well, what does God think about this? Uh, we used to have long conversations with my sister, mm-hmm. say, what does God think about this, and what does God think about that? And she said, well, you know, you can ask him. I'm like, right, sure, you know, pull the other leg. And Nate, she goes, no. She says, clear your mind and think of him, and you'll hear him and I'm like it can't be that simple it really can't and he's like she's like no just do it so I quieted my mind I pictured what I believe to be you know God and then I heard a voice come through and say I'm here child and it was like Hmm. somebody poured hot you know somebody poured delicious warmth and love and security and just serenity inside me. But now, June, l- allow me to ask this question. Um, how do you know that that's God that you're <laughs> conversing with? I mean, it could be exactly somebody that was else. My biggest thing, and you know, being raised being raised Pentecostal, mm-hmm. you know, I ask. It says in the Bible to try the spirits okay. to make sure they are who the make them prove it, mm-hmm. and. That's basically what I asked. I said, hey, if you really are God, I said, then prove it. I said, and I didn't say like, you know, tell me what's going to happen tomorrow or whatever. I said, give me, you know, do something that will make me believe that you are who you are. And he Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to give you the gift of healing because I never had the gift of healing before then and I'm like okay and then the next moment it felt like my body was on fire and it was shaking and I couldn't hold still and it lasted for a couple of minutes and then it stopped okay and he said that he says you now have the ability to act as my conduit in healing laying on of hands and I'm like okay and isn't that I'm like that's crazy? Yeah, but isn't that one of the spirit? I'm I'm not a Christian by any means. Um, I don't belong to any of the big three religions. But um, isn't that one of the um, 
one of the spiritual gifts that you know the Holy Spirit gave out when he descended on everybody on the day of Pentecost? Yes, it yes. was. And uh, that's why I was like, you know, at first I was like not believing it. And then he sent me to a person. I didn't know this person from Adam. He sent me to a woman. He said, I want you to go in. This, I want you to go in and I want you to lay your hands on this woman. It was a friend of a friend. And I had met her a couple times, but I didn't know she had anything wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to her and I said, can I do this? Will you accept it? And she said, yes, by all means. And then I could feel, you know, the energy coming through me. It like started at the top of my head and filled my body and then went out my hands to where they were touching the woman. Okay. And it lasted for just a few minutes and then it was gone and it left me feeling tired. And she says it was the most incredible thing she'd ever felt. She said she felt like electricity going through her body. She felt warmth and, you know, I thought okay so there's something there you know I said I want you to you know I said said, what's wrong with you and she said for years I've had fibromyalgia and there's been no relief for me and I said well you know God says you know that he just healed you and that you need to let me know how you do so uh, it was a couple of months later. I got a phone call from her and said she hadn't had any any symptoms of fibromyalgia at all. Since That's outstanding. That, since that day. Now, how about this? I mean, this this gift must really come in handy in your chosen profession. You're in the medical field, right? I am. For 38 years, I've been a nurse, but I I have to separate, you know, the the professional from my spiritual side and, and I don't mix the two it mm-hmm. took me it took me years literally to understand and to get out of being a nurse to be to have be confident because I would think to myself well god you're going to send me this person to me but how do I know what they have how do I know if the, you know what if I'm what if it's wrong? What if it's, you know, what if I mess up? What if it's not there? What if we miss something? You know, because my brain takes over and my medical training takes over. Right. And he said, you know, he said, it's going to take you time to sort that out. Mm-hmm. And it did. It, t- it took me a couple of years, almost three years. <laughs> right. But yeah. I really grew confident in his. But I always tell people, you know, I'm going to do your hands on healing. You know, God's going to do it. Sure. But you have to follow up with your doctor. You need to check with your doctor. Yeah, I mean, I've I've actually you know spoken to many people that claim to have the gift, and you know, there's actually a few of them that don't take that don't they don't they don't take that high road. Yeah. I'd rather just tell people it's like okay, you're healed, go home. No, no, well, no. You know, they die of cancer six months later. Right. So, with your gift as a as a medium. How do you reconcile that with your Christian faith? Um, again, I've read in the Bible that it's, you know, even with even with the big three world religions, that it's uh, talking to the spirit world is very much frowned upon. How do you reconcile probably, that? Probably because, you know, I was raised Pentecostal by my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But 
she was not really an active Pentecostal. She believed in, you know, because of her gifts, it was so much more. She believed in basically reading the Bible, going by, you know, what he, she should do, and knowing that this was a gift from God. And it was used for God's purpose to help people, you know, get on with their life or to help people heal, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. So I learned years ago that, you know, it, you know, it all it takes is faith mm -hmm. and that, you know, I don't go by, I'm, I say non-denominal because, you know, I take a little bit from everything. Sure. You know, I, I try to take the best of everything and I'm not bound by a box. Right. I think that that's, you know, the, definitely the best way to go. But what about the whole idea of, you know, it is appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment? Um, it kind of doesn't leave a whole lot of room there for, you know, coming back here and, you know, your Aunt Sally coming back and haunting you for about six months. <laughs> how, how do you how, how do you work? Do you have to work around that? And if so, how do you do it? Well, you know, I talked to God about it. I said, you know, and he his answer was. The Old Testament was created for the people of that time. Mm -hmm. And then when things started changing, you know, Jesus came back, Jesus came down, and a whole new book was written for the people of that time. Okay. And I, I totally believe, and, you know, a lot of people say it's BS, but I, you know, I've, They've told me that Jesus will come again within the next 25 years. He'll be reborn, and he'll give us a yet another update, per se, on the Bible. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. You know, it's like, no, 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 don't mess with the Bible. It's like, you know, you, you can't do that. And that's, you know, you got a lot of fundamentalists out there who, you know, they don't believe in shades of gray. It's black as black, as black and white as white. Right. And, you know... I asked God, I said, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I, people kind of, he says, I'll send people to you, and I'll send them to you who believe in me and have faith in the healing that I can perform on them through you. He said, I would not send you to anyone whose faith was not strong enough. And so okay. I've had to, and I've found that every person that's come to me by word of mouth it's the same thing. It's just they're they're totally accepting. Even with you know people of of like faith, um, they're yes. they're they're totally cool with it. Yep. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know because I come from a family that is um, you know very fundamental, and uh, such a thing was just it was so frowned upon when I was a kid, and uh, you know. People try to discourage me from doing this kind of thing, and so it's like I know the mindset that's yeah. there. Yeah. The thing is, though, it's like you know, you know, like Jesus said, you know, the the people came to him who believed in him, who had the faith to believe in him, mm -hmm. and you know, Jesus, God said, I said, I'm going to send people to you who need the healing, who want the healing. And who believe, no matter what else they were taught in the physical world, their soul, they have that soul connection, the ability to, you know, leap beyond 
the stuff that they're taught in church. You know, the basic stuff like the Catholics and stuff, you know. Sure. And he says, I wouldn't send you anybody who, you know, was not there, was not willing to be healed, willing to believe. Now, how does this differ from, you know, say, Alan Kardec's uh, spiritism in Brazil? Um, I don't know anything about him. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about spiritism, you know, with like, you know, with the, with the faith healing, you know, they can actually reach ah, inside yeah. the body and uh-huh. direct, you know, the cancerous cell out. How, how is that different? Okay, so let me tell you how, you know, God explained it to me. Because I told him, I says, how does it work? You know, you didn't give me a manual, you know, on how to do this. And so I don't know what I'm doing. When I first began, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, okay, this is how it works. He said, you clear your mind and you open yourself to me. And he says, I pour the energy in, the healing energy in through the top of your head. It goes through your body and comes back out into the hands. When it it goes into the person's body, it goes, it fills the body and start and goes to the bottom and works its way through the body. It starts on the molecular level and mm-hmm. starts healing the things that are diseased or that need to be healed. It's like say, you know, this person has cancer, but okay. they also have problem with diabetes. Okay, then okay. then the he explained it to me where the cancer would be healed. The diabetes would get like a little bit extra oomph from the healing, but he guides it to the point where it's needed the most, which would have been, which would be the cancer in this particular person. And the diabetes might get a little fallout from it and it might get better. You know, it might, you know, the symptoms might be a little bit alleviated, but he actually guides it to the area where it needs to go. I, I can think of no better guide or teacher than well God. <laughs> I can't think of any other you know any better one. Um, now, you as in the medical profession, um, you, you obviously you already told us that you know you you separate the two. But what is medical? How does medical science see this kind of thing? Um, you know, it's probably I used to work for a doctor that actually, you know, kept his uh, faith in his practice, mm-hmm. which was which was really nice, and it's very hard to find. He was a family practice doctor, very laid back, very, uh, you know, was deep in his faith, and people wanted to pray with him, you know, want, wanted him to pray with him, no problem. People, you know, wanted to hug or... Or, you know, he would say, God bless you, and, you know, he'd ask about them and their family. And he had been, he knew three generations he took care of. Hmm. And it was wonderful. But most of your doctors put science first. And the rest, a far cry back. Or they just don't even bring up the subject in, you know, with the patient at all. Unless the patient brings it up. Right. It's very, it's very hard to, you know, to bring that 
into the medical setting because the medical, you know, if you're, they're just strictly science. I sure. see what works, you know, give them a pill. I hate to say it, but give them a pill, you know, do diagnostic procedures, that type of thing, and we'll see what we can do for you. Right. Yeah, it seems, it seems so much more convenient to uh, treat the body rather than treating the body and the soul. And I, yep. I, I do believe that that was when medical science first started, that was the uh, the mission of medicine was to not only treat the body and treat, but also to treat the soul. Is that correct? Yes, it was the, it was holistic medicine to te- you know treat the body, mind, and soul all together. You know because they knew you know back then instinctively they knew that if a person had faith in God and was cheerful or you know of good you know of good mental status, you know they weren't depressed, chronically depressed, or or have a lot of anxiety, then the body would get better faster. Sure. Yeah, it just it, it just seems that um, you know even science, you know basically mainstream science, if that's you know what you want to call it, you know they they do seem to leave that big part of the human condition out. Yeah, unfortunately, you know it's like um, when a person dies and and they come back and and they say, well, you know, it's a trick of the mind, it's chemicals in the mind, that's why you see this. Or that's why you see that. And they don't want to admit that there may be something more until it happens to them. Right. Well, that's what I had one time with the, with the old, with the doctor of mine. I haven't gone to him in years though. I, I told him what I did on the side and he's like, Hey, I got a story to tell you. You can't tell anybody this and I'm never going to like, you know, admit to it out public or anything. And then he started to tell me his own personal ghost story and I was like, yeah, man. I mean, it sounds like you had had an interaction with an actual apparition. So they'll tell you on the slide, but they're not going to tell. They're not going to tell you in a public. No, sense. no, they won't. It's just, it's just a no-no. It doesn't matter how many experiences they have. They will not, you know, recount it or let anybody know. You know, they won't make it public in, in any manner, shape, or form. Yeah, and, and you, it okay. it's. Well, it's, you know, people are like, look, would look down on you. Even mm-hmm. as accepted as our gifts are in many areas, you know, it's not acceptable for a doctor to have that kind of an outlook or, you know, have those type of things happen to them, unfortunately. You know, we're still not, we're still stuck in the Stone Age in that way. Sure. Yeah, it just, uh, it, it, it just seems to really devalue that part of it that's way too much. But I want to cover a little bit more of that, um, you know, with that devaluing the medium and the psychic, even within the paranormal realm. Uh, but you know what? We're running up to the top of the hour. So what we're going to do, June, is we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to go pay some bills. And uh, when we come <laughs> well, we pay bills here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, everybody, you've been listening to uh, June Lundgren. She is a psychic medium and author of The Medium's Guide to the Paranormal. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and uh, talk a little bit more to June. So stick around. Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, A Paranormal Memoir, my Wellington story continues. 
Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. From UFOs, hauntings, psychic phenomena, demonology, urban legends, and so much more, where all these things come together. Paranormal Underground Magazine. Explore the unexplained.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. I am your host, Rick Hale. We have been talking to June Lundgren, a psychic medium, as well as author of Medium's Guide to the Paranormal. June, thank you so much for sticking around for another segment. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. You know, one thing we wanted to cover is about acceptance of um, of psychic ability. It seemed for a while there, and strange as it may sound, but it was almost as if psychics, mediums, clairvoyants, sensitives were being excluded rather than included into the paranormal community. Um, why do you think that is? Um, I've noticed that, you know, paranormal investigators or whatever you want to call them, the coin, you know, turn the phrase ghost hunters, they wanted hard evidence. You know, they wanted to collect evidence. They didn't want a medium or a psychic who could give them, you know, any information about it or clue them in where the, they didn't care about that. It wasn't tangible. They couldn't get it on. Ta- they couldn't get that on tape. They couldn't take a picture of it. So therefore, it was absolutely no use to them. Right. No, I agree. And it's like with me, I would never dream. And I mean this, I would never dream of conducting an investigation without first having the impressions of a medium. The medium that I work with, Nancy Laporta, she is, um, you know, she's amazing. If if she could fly, she would be Daniel Douglas Hume. (laughs) (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, it's but it, it would it would seem that this attitude is beginning to change a little bit. I've actually – one of the things I like to do is sometimes I like going through like, you know, Facebook pages. I'm like cruising Facebook for you know, guests, you know, possible guests. And it seems that when – about a couple of years ago when they had their Facebook page on, they were like, we don't use psychic mediums because they're not scientific. But now all of a sudden they've included, well, we use a medium or we use a sensitive. Um, where do you think that that change came from? I think, you know, that they were made more aware that, you know, they can be useful, you know, Mm -hmm. even if it's just to say, you know, well, you know, the the entity is in the other room, the spirit's in the other room, or why don't we try over here, that, you know, that type of thing where they could lead them to where they could really get some good, you know, EVPs or, you know, digital pictures with... Of the, of the entities, you know. I think that's a good thing. I actually attended the Oregon, the third annual Oregon Ghost Conference, mm-hmm. and I met a couple of people from the uh, Ghost Mine. Okay. And um, Jay, who was one of the Greenhorns in the series, he yes. was very open, and he never – he's – Never even thought about the paranormal until that program. And, you know, it really opened his eyes. But I was introduced to the paranormal investigator, the guy that was there. I can't remember his name. Patrick Doyle. Yeah. And he, the minute he found out I was a psychic medium, he shut down. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I thought, wow, okay, fine. He thought, you know, he thought I was one of the investigators, and I was like, "No, this is what I do." He just, he just like you could just see like a curtain drop, like you know, why am I even, why am I even, wa- even wasting my time talking to you? <laughs> yeah, and, and I like, think that's, okay. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's, I think that's a, definitely a lack of education because, you know, before, you know, ghost hunting became popular, you know, got trendy, popularized back in, in 2004, it was pretty much standard operating procedure that you would have one investigator, an assistant, and a psychic medium. That's how I run my yeah. investigations, and that's I the agree. way they've always been run before. Yep, I agree. It, it's it's much, you know, you can get better information. You know, you can help the people. A mm-hmm. lot of these ghosts, these ones they have on TV, you know, it's like they forget to help the people. You know, I used to watch, which I really enjoyed, um, Paranormal State. And, mm-hmm. you know, a chip coffee would be on it and they would help the people, you know, resolve the issues. And if they couldn't, they would point them in the right direction. That's what I always liked about Paranormal State. Um, not only that, too, it also seems that Ryan Buell is, for a guy who is on television, he is incredibly open minded to the more spiritual side of this rather than being completely shut down. Yeah, he is, and I, you know, I, I give him a lot of credit for that because he's, you know, he's open. Even when they came up here to Washington State, over to Washington State, and investigated, there was like, you know, UFO stuff. He was even mm-hmm. open to doing, you know, investigating that as well as, you know, the Sasquatch and everything else. But well, that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, I, I cover it all, and that's that's what I liked about the show, especially when they did the uh, Jersey Devil um, episode. Um, but you know, for you as a psychic medium, what do you think is the psychic medium's place in all of this? And why, why is a psychic medium so, I mean, incredibly so important? I think we're important because, you know, you'll get people that will go into a certain location and they'll, you know, these investigators, ghost hunters, whatever you want to call them, and they will you know, expect the spirits to perform for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, if they don't think about it from a person's, you know, from a ghost point of view, you know, it's like, you're coming in here, you're bugging me, you're demanding I do something, and how many thousands of you have come through here? I'm getting sick and tired of it. You know, I'm not going to perform on demand. Right. You know, that's no, I- bad. I try to give respect to the spirits, you know, as well as the people. You know, they the souls deserve respect. Treat them well. Exactly. Um, and it's like also I tell people, too, that if you go into a location and you start demanding and yelling and swearing at something, I always tell them, always, always keep in mind the man behind the curtain because he can and will kick your butt. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. You know, people, I've had people say, well, you know, ghosts can't hurt you. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, they can't. It, you know what? It 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 may, there, there's a lot of controversy on that, especially with, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a student of parapsychology mm-hmm. than I am of anything else. And um, I know what, let me ask you about this, since you're a psychic medium, and I, I, love have, I love asking psychic mediums this. Do you think that those injuries are telepathic? The ghost makes you injure yourself, and then, oh, well, the ghost, you know, the ghost did it to me. I had nothing to do with it. No, what, you know, what I believe happens and what I've been told by the other side happens is you get a spirit that is highly advanced, 
mm-hmm. you know, been dead for a long time and has figured out how to manipulate the physical body. It's kind of like when one jumps inside of you. <sighs> I had it happen once, don't want it again, and so I protect myself. But they can get inside you and manipulate your body so that these scratches or bruises or whatever appear. Okay. Yeah, actually, that's what I meant. So, but thank you for answering that question because it, it's, you know, it's you see a lot of these, a lot of on the television shows, like, oh my God, I just got scratched, or it's it, it's it's three scratches. It's the sign of the devil, and mm-hmm. and I'm just always wondering. It's like, man, that's it's because you can't see it happening, obviously. And yeah. how does something that lacks the necessary hardware is able to do something like that? Now I have been pushed. Um, I got walloped in the head one time when I called the spirit out on being, a, you know, a disgusting pedophile in life. And, um, oh, yeah, I mean, that was like he did not like that at all. In fact, one of the mediums was like, Rick, you better stop it right now because he is screaming in your ear to stop. And that's when I walked out of the room and I had like this big handprint on my forehead. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that does happen, but the mechanism behind it, I just don't understand. Yeah, I think with um, with a push, I believe it's the uh, energy field. It can, you know, you can literally feel it crackling, you know, and then when it, and building, and then when it happens, it's, there's a release of that energy. They manipulate the energy. Right. Do you think it's psychokinetic in nature? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good then. So, you know, June, before we wrap this up, um, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to cover for tonight? Um, actually, this is it. Well, hold on. Let me check the clock here. It is time for Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. So whatever you need to, you know, whatever you want to sell or tell us about, you got anything coming up, your website, books, whatever. Um, yeah, my, we- my website is uh, Mystic Connections, all one word. Dot org, mm-hmm. And you can find my book uh, on Amazon.com and print as well as as an ebook, and you can find it on Smashwords.com and Kobo Kindle. It's it's basically everywhere out there, and uh, just uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It gives a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and you know everything from orbs and haunting. It talks about um, I like to give in the beginning of it, you know, a little history behind me, what made me me, and how I got to be the way I am, and and the process I went through because you know I didn't want to accept it in the beginning, and it it was my journey, you know, to sure. find find out, you know, to accept myself and what I can do. So it's more or less a memoir. Yeah, yeah. the the first The first chapter is everything right. else is is just information. And um, uh, that's let's see what else. Um, well, you have another book that's going to be coming. Oh out yeah, soon. I have I have a book that's out now called Paranormal Encounters. It that's twenty three um, stories of my real life paranormal encounters, and there are two more in the series that will be released. Um, the next one in the Paranormal Encounters, the second book, will be out. I hope by September. And the sequel to the first one, A Medium's Guide to the, to the Paranormal, will be out by the end of this year. It's called Through the Veil. It uh, talks about 
again, different areas, Ark of the Covenant, Crystal Skulls. Uh, it talks about through the veil. One of them is entitled Through the Veil. It talks about what happens when you cross and why and how. And you know, I draw on my experience from dying and coming back. Well, I mean, that sounds like an incredibly interesting book, and I'm really hoping that we can, you know, possibly have you on again some other time. That'd be great, yeah. Fantastic. All right, well, thank you so much, June, for joining us tonight. Um, it has been very enlightening, uh, an excellent conversation. And um, I would, you know, highly recommend anybody to go to your website, go read your books, buy your book. Actually, I am reading it right now, by the way. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And, um, <laughs> so, you know, Thank you so much, June, for, for coming on Paranormal Underground Radio. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay, fantastic. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. So, Cheryl. Hello. Hi. So, you must tell me, can we make this happen, having June on again? Because there, we, you know what? I, we didn't even cover half of the, all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to thank June for, for joining us. And um, I, I was pretty enthralled in the discussion. I will definitely mm-hmm. um, invite June back on for sure. And maybe when her, I know she's got another book coming out, I think, um, later this year. Um, yep. she com- oh there you are hi June yeah, <laughs> um, maybe you, June please come back <laughs> yeah <laughs> I will yeah I've, okay. I've, I've written a really interesting chapter on in uh, the one that's going to be released at the end of the year about shadow people where they come from oh, how they move how they move between places and why they're there okay now do you think they're extra dimensional or are they ghosts no they're they're not ghosts as we know it Okay. They are um, a form of the Dark One. They're minions of a type. I guess you would say they're an inhuman. I guess if you want to categorize them. They yeah. they have never held physical form. They um, are actually, they work for, you know, the Dark One, if you want to call sure. him the devil, whatever you want to call him. But they're kind of independent. Like us, we're connected to the God consciousness, this these guys are connected to the Dark One, but they're kind of independent, whereas demons move in groups, almost like packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, shadow people have a tendency to just be on their own. Okay. So can I they ask don't, something? They, don't, they like to be separate. They like their own territory. Okay. So if you see a shadow person, how concerned should you be? You should be concerned. It's ah. not a good thing to have. Um, you can try doing a cleansing, mm-hmm. but nine times out of ten it's not going to work. I actually ran into one. We, My husband and I were at the Oregon coast for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I was upstairs in the bedroom, and, and he was just starting to walk towards the the uh, dining room kitchen area of the condo and this form came out and at first it looked to him like it was a little girl and he's yelling up at me to come downstairs so I get down there and he perceives it as a girl and I told him I said that's not a girl Mm -hmm. I said that's a shadow person and the moment those words left my lips the thing it morphed and turned black and just shot out through the um, through the sliding doors. Hmm. 
So it scared you, the heck out of my husband. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> how do you deal with how do you deal with shadow people then effectively? You have to um, ask for help. Like, in if that had if that shadow person had stuck around, I would have called on Michael. I seem to, you know, because of my connection, I, all I have to do is think about the archangel Michael or Gabriel or any one of them, and they're right there. So whenever I've had to deal with demons. I've always gone in with them, with them with me. I never go by myself. Okay. Okay. You're gonna take. It's gonna take a clergy to get rid of them. I see. Okay. Oh wow. Well, thanks for sharing that information. Yeah, yeah. glad you were still there. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so should I? I'm gonna hang up now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, let's I'll, let's have you back on. I'll email you. Great. Can, uh, can I get a copy uh, of the tonight's program? Yes, definitely. I'll get that Perfect. to you. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, everybody, have a good night. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank Jim. you for Thanks. thank you for inviting me. Thanks, Jim. Take care of yourselves. God you bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So okay, so shadow people bad. Bad. Thing. <laughs> shadow people bad. Um, I've heard of both sides of the coin. I've heard people who say shadow people are negative and harmful and not in any way good. And then I've heard other people say that they have had, you know, they haven't had any negative feelings or experiences when encountering shadow people. So mm. I've heard two different thoughts on on those things. But uh, interesting. In, I'm sorry. No, just it, it's an interesting debate or or conversation about you know where they come from and why they're here. Yeah. So, you know, when people use the term minions, it, you know, as being a father of a three-year-old, a small child, mm -hmm. minions has a whole different meaning to it. Yeah. I'm thinking of like little yellow pill-shaped guys who are a whole lot of fun to hang out with, and <laughs> you know, are the uh, reluctant supervillain henchmen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, I um, I thank June, and I'm sure that we can have her back on again, which will be great. Continue yes. the discussion with her then. And I just want to let everyone know that in June, we're going to be replaying some of our past shows. And so um, you can still, while we won't be live he here on the radio, we'll be replaying shows in our normal day and time slot. And um, these shows are on June 6th, Dr. Raymond Moody. Karen, mm, I like that. Yep. Jane, uh, June 12th, Dave Considine. He is yep. a, a paranormal investigator and demonologist. Well, hang on a second, because yep. we've, had, we've had him on twice. Yes. Which, which one is this? I'm uh, Probably the most recent. Okay. Yep. Uh, June 19th, Bill Bean. Okay. June 26th, Andrea Perrin. Mm hmm And July... Oh, no. Okay. Then we come back in July and we're live again. And we have a couple of shows lined up for July. And the first one, we are welcoming back a guest. Her name is Cindy Pons Newell, July 3rd. She is an author and she writes both uh, fiction and nonfiction. Uh, we're going to be talking to her about her newest book, Attached which is considered fiction, but it's based in part on true events. And obviously we'll have a conversation around attachments and that kind of thing. Sure. You know, Cheryl, let me ask you something when it comes to attachments. Have you ever had anything follow you home before? I'm pretty sure the answer to that is yes. 
I don't have really? any proof of that, but <laughs> we have uh, we have approximately eight minutes. So tell eight us minutes. how long. Oh, nice. Um, well, Welcome. yeah, I just have you ever had like okay. So as far as I'm not psychic, I'm not a medium or anything like that, but I get senses mm -hmm. and feelings of of presence. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that, Cheryl. But yeah, go ahead. exactly. <laughs> no, but really, I, I'm not. But I do have a sense sometimes of like when presences might be around. At least I that's what I think it is. I don't really know for sure. Um, but, you know, occasionally I'll have that sense where there's someone that is present, but you can't see them. Right. And um, I've been told, the reason why I think that, yes, something has followed me home is because I've been told that that has been, that has been the case by um, a friend who is a psychic medium. Now, where do, where do they follow you home from? Anywhere. Uh, and anywhere. And everywhere. At, at the bus stop there in... Uh... Yeah. You know, South Central or what? Yeah, anywhere and ever. You go out to the store, pick up a friend, come home, you know, they come for a visit. <laughs> no, really, though, I think that attachments can really happen anywhere. I think you don't even have to go to a haunted, you know, location and, and, and find, an, you know, have have a spirit attached to you. I think it can be really anywhere that you go. And I'm not saying that to scare you or any, or scare anybody, but I think that it is definitely, you know, I think that spirits are around everywhere. Sure. So you know you don't have to go to the you know to the local cemetery to have a spirit attachment. It can it can actually happen at any time. Yeah. See, I ha I in all honesty, I have n never had it happen. And how? Why do you think that? Because I've just never had it happen. I've never I've never been to an investigation, and I've been to a lot over the years. Yeah. And I've never had anything happen in the happen in the house that I would consider that I would call, you know, paranormal in nature. Um, of course, you know, we have spirits in our house right now. Our house is 100 years old. But, you know, even before then, mm -hmm. never had anything follow me home. And yeah, it's I mean, and I can okay. say that with all honesty, it's just it's never happened. Well, I've seen something happen that makes me believe that it, that attachments or I don't want to say possessions. Well, I do, I do think possessions can happen, but, but a, a, a real connection is made between the spirit and the human. And I've seen it oh. happen to Chad, in fact, at a, at a location where we were at and he gave something permission to use his energy or whatnot. And oh, no, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think he was, a, I, I think we learned some valuable lessons that night. <laughs> Let me just yeah. tell you. Because, oh, yeah, it, it, some things took place where I think there was an attachment, some type of attachment happening. I don't think it came back with us, but it, it did happen based on an invitation. And so yeah. I just, I, I feel like, yeah, attachments definitely happen. And I think they can happen. You don't have to, you know, it can happen anywhere. No, don't get me wrong. I absolutely do believe that that kind of thing happens. Um, I remember on an investigation when I was with that, you know, a bigger group a few years back, and I had to scold a uh, a newbie investigator, and because he was like, "I give you permission to use my aura." I stopped everything. Yeah. Everything. I told everybody, "Stop what you're doing," and I took him outside. And I didn't really scold him or yelled at him, but I gave him a quick initiation of how something like that could come into your life and cause major health for you. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that can happen. Um, I think some spirits are 
are positive and, and nice spirits and there's others that aren't. And so I think it's definitely a, a risky situation when you give something permission to use your body or your even your energy. Yeah. I would just say don't do it, you know. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't believe I don't believe in the personification of evil. Um I don't believe in that. I do believe that it, that there is an energy that you know, does, you know, doesn't mean us any good, but I think that it's incredibly rare. Um, even you could even, you can actually get yourself possessed by the spirit of, you know, some curmudgeonous old fart that was living in the house and you happen to go there and right. do the investigation. You're like, Hey man, use my body. And then boom, you're going to go home with them. Well, yeah. And I, I understand why people do, do those kind of things. They're coming from a good place. They're trying to help. I think I th really, and in Chad's case, I know this cause I was there. He was trying to help the spirit yeah. and so you know i understand why people do that um i just think it's a little risky and i think you know perhaps it might lead to some negative circumstances down the line so it's i think it's just safer to maybe help in a different way yeah 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 absolutely you know and so anyway so this is your psa for tonight ladies and <laughs> gentlemen do not let something use your body. Do right. not let something use your aura. Do not let something use your energy because it could turn out very badly for you. And the more you know. Remember those on Channel 5? The more you the know. More you, oh, yeah. Okay, good. You got it then. All, All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and actually uh, spectra, Spectral Tech in chat said, remember the number one rule, which is a protection prayer in and a protection prayer out. And I wholeheartedly recommend that any type of protection that you do can help so do some type uh, of protection rich protection ritual if you want to pray if you want have another ritual you do to protect yourself before and after an investigation i think that's a very good thing to do yeah i tell people rick's first rule is don't be stupid so <laughs> no seriously i'll, I'll, I'll tell people stupid. it's like please don't be stupid man you know yeah. you do not go into these things thinking that you're either dealing with something really nice or really really bad always go in knowing that you're could be dealing with something middle of the road but even middle of the road can still cause a, you know, a whole lot of problems sure definitely that's so the case. that's so so please listen in june we won't be here but we'll be we'll be here in spirit <laughs> we'll be having some replays and hopefully you'll like them Hopefully. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, I feel actually, for me, I feel really good about us taking this hiatus. I think that it's going to give us, you know, a little bit of time to, you know, come back with a newer focus. And, um, you know, we've been, yeah. we've been on for four years now. We're one of the longest lasting paranormal talk shows. Yeah, we, uh, we started live, uh, doing a live show in June, no, July 1st, 2010. Ten. So we're coming up on what, four years now? Four years, yeah. And uh, we actually had a podcast for about a year and a half before before that. So, Paranormal Underground Radio, in one form or fashion, yeah, has been around for quite a while. And I'm, you know, so thankful to you and Karen and to Chad for making it happen. And I think we'll recharge our batteries and uh, come back, come back fresh. So, right. All right. So, well, awesome. thank you, thank you. And it looks like Chuck's show's about to start. So I'll play our outro and get Chuck going. All right. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to go upstairs and find out what my dog has ripped apart. Yeah. Right. Tell us in July what happens. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see everybody back in July. Good night. Good night. If to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. 
Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at ParanormalUnderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.